Good morning, friends. My name is Mandy Ogojo Ogwe. This is Otakada Cyber Church Ministries, where we are seeding the nations, and God is transforming lives through the timeless truth in His Word. Uh, today is the 5th of April 2021. Otakada content count is 2 million. 220,245 and the title today is enough is enough to cap captivity of Satan and welcome to freedom in Christ Jesus who am I who are you in Christ Jesus must was what must we do about it to truly live in freedom in Christ Jesus and uh, Jackie Chang's story to buttress our point, plus Lester Simrall's display displays who he is in three stories Deliverance of Cornelia, the 12 year old disappearing and reappearing boy, and other stories to build up your faith and mind that it is possible. You're born for this at 10. Before we begin, we want to pray over this um, session uh, the Holy Spirit will take charge and will be able to run with the messages that will come out from this so Heavenly Father we just want to thank you for this moment thank you for the privilege to call upon your name your God and there is none like unto you in you we live we move and we have our being without you we can do nothing and we are nothing it is in you we find our purpose, our significance, and our self-worth. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Now, uh, we are still going on with our prayer and fasting for the church and leadership. Day 20 of 40 is today. And the uh, scripture we're focusing on is Colossians 2 to the 3 and uh, 11 to 15 and Colossians so let's, let's just read to Colossians 2 to 3 now. I'm contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, which is Christ. For our spiritual wealth is in Him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation and knowledge and Colossians 2 11 to 15 says through our union with him we have experienced circumcision of heart all of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ the anointed one has accomplished for us for we have been buried with him into his death baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power the power to raise him from death's realm this realm of death describes our former state for we were held in sin's grasp but now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death never to return for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins Verse 14 goes on, he cancelled out every legal violation 
we have on our record and the oldest old arrest warrant that stood in that in indict us he erased it all our sins our stains so he deleted it all and it cannot be retrieved everything we once were in adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation verse 15 then jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us and by the power of the cross jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph he was not their prisoner they were his so the prayer for the 20th day of our 40-day fast for the body of Christ and for leadership is as follows. Father, what an accomplishment, what a mystery, what a freedom that you cre creatively accomplished through your son, Jesus Christ. Dear Holy Spirit, today, drill this rema into our conscious and subconscious mind because your body of believers and leadership inclusive to experience this freedom in the finished work so that the world may know that truly there is healing there is deliverance and there is restoration in the spirit soul and body that has that has returned us back to where we were before the fall in the garden of him so that they will come rushing in to experience what your children are experiencing as a result of this partnership with you in jesus name amen now, this is the word I received uh, in the course of this fast. This is uh, a word for the body of Christ. And uh, this is it. The Lord says, whatever the issues you face in your pilgrimage journey that is out of alignment with my word, get into partnership. In bracket, covenant or agreement with me in that specific area where you require my intervention. And watch out for my salvation in that particular area and even i do nothing outside of my partnership with you may those who have ear hear receive and act upon what the spirit of the living god is saying to the churches for total freedom in christ jesus amen now we recall again i repeat again these otakada cyber church ministries um, where we are seeding the nations and God is transforming lives through the timeless truths in his word. Today is part 10 and this part 10 of enough is enough to captivity of Satan and welcome to freedom in Christ Jesus. The title is, Who am I? Who are you in Christ Jesus? What must we do about it to truly live in freedom in Christ Jesus? And we buttress that with Jackie Chan's story plus Lester Simbol displays who he is in three stories. Deliverance of Cornelio, the 12-year-old disappearing and reappearing boy. And other stories to build up your faith and mind that it is possible you are born for all this. Okay, so we wish you all a happy Easter Resurrection Sunday. May you and I live in fullness of the finished work Christ accomplished upon that cross at Calvary. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we bring you part 10 of our series on Enough is Enough, the captivity and welcome to freedom 
in Christ Jesus. Now, what's our commitment at Otakada? Our commitment to our own self and to others at Otakada Cyber Church Ministries is this. That first, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by, in bracket, insight, rhema. And rhema means spoken word. And in depth, an understanding of or by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. We'll continue to talk, show, and relate until we reach and engage through the contents 100 million souls for Christ worldwide by 2040. We know it. We see it. It's happening. Today, we have over 500,000 visitors to our website on a monthly basis. And our prayer is that they would engage with those contents they will sign up to the discipleship, automated discipleship process, and they will develop it, cultivate a stronger, closer work with the creator of the universe, the one who created them, so they can find fulfillment in knowing God and walking the path that he has ordained. If Jesus tarries in coming, that is to 2040, we will engage 100 million souls beyond will not let any stone unturned until God-fervent seekers and true believers are brought into the newness and consciousness of all that Jesus accomplished in that old rugged cross where all our past, present, and future anomalies were nailed to that cross and rendered it of no power and effect but now into the future of eternity until we all live it and express it in our spirits, souls, and bodies and all around us within and outside our circle of influence in full spiritual and physical healing, deliverance, and restoration of his glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. And the buttress of the, the building block in the scripture that we're standing on is Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. Everything about heaven, everything about the spiritual realm is buttress on the word. And this is the fact that Jesus says not uh, not even one part of that word be taken out from eternity to eternity. And everything else can pass away. Our beautiful cars will pass away. Our beautiful homes will pass away. Our beautiful children will pass away. Our handsome sons will pass away. All of those things will pass away. This guy, this continent, these leaders, they will all pass away. But one thing stands sure, the word. So we bring you today the title, Who Am I? Who are you in Christ Jesus? What will we do about it to truly live in freedom in Christ Jesus? And we'll also talk about Jackie Shang's story in Leicester Samuel, this place who he is in three stories. Deliverance of a who? who a 12-year-old disappearing and reappearing boy. And other stories. Now, this series is for those who have hunger for all of God. All of the full counsel of God. We cannot go with half cancel to the mission field. We cannot go talking and no proof. We cannot go healing and not delivering. We cannot go delivering and not restoring. That is part of the package. It's a full package. God doesn't play hanky-panky. So to wage a successful campaign in the spiritual and uh, physical realm as, as army of the living God, we must prayerfully cultivate these attributes as pre-qualified, as, as pre-qualification. These are 
A. Availability. Spirit, soul, and body. B. Boldness. To exercise authority and power that we just we have it within us. C. Compassion to see where people are hurting. D. Determination to push through until victory. E. Earnest love that is not based on the superficial. F. Fairy anger with Satan for stealing from us and taking away um, our health, taking away our joy, taking away our fulfillment, taking away that which God has died to give us. And G. Great hunger for the fullness of God in us and around us so we can touch the world for him. Our guiding scripture today is Colossians 3, 1 to 17, Revelation 5, 12. But before the scripture, let's talk about Jackie Chan's story in the movie, Who Am I? Because there's a parallel where uh, we can learn from, where we can learn from. In a 1998 action-packed two-hour movie, Who Am I? Directed by actor Jackie Chan and Benny Chan, Jackie stirred the main role in this movie. Somewhere in the jungles of South Africa, a multinational military unit, special force unit, ambushes a convoy and kidnaps several scientists working on a highly volatile compound, compound extracted from a recently discovered meteorite. Among the operatives is a Hong Kong national identified as Jackie Chan. The CIA assigns Morgan to investigate the incident, unaware that he and newly retired General Sherman orchestrated the abduction for their personal profit. At the same time, the CIA assigns another operative in South Africa for a more covert, covert operation. Jackie wakes up in a tribal village somewhere in the African veld, still recovering from injuries sustained in an accident he cannot remember. As a result, when asked for his name by the natives, he responds by asking himself, who am I? And is referred to as that by the natives. The tribesmen show him the remains of a crashed helicopter and graves of those who perished aboard. He spends weeks recuperating from his wounds and learning about the tribe culture. After spotting rally after spotting rally cars from several miles away, Huamai beats the village farewell and ventures on a journey back to civilization. He befriends Japanese rally co-driver Yuki after saving her brother from a snake bite and offering to help them finish the race. When they reach Johannesburg, Huamai meets Christine Stark. A journalist sent to interview him about his rally adventure. However, Morgan hears of who am I and sends a hitman team to kill him. Morgan also pretends to be his ally, telling him to contact him if he is in danger. After escaping from the hitman, Christine cracks a secret code written on a matchbox found on one of the dead operatives, which leads them to Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Who am I? The Christian, Christian and Christine bid Yuki farewell and head for Rotterdam to find more answers to his identity. In Rotterdam, Huamai discovers that Christine is actually an undercover CIA agent who tapped his calls. Not knowing where to trust, he battles Sherman's hitmen and sneaks into the Will Williamsworth skyscraper 
skyscraper alone where he discovers the mastermind behind the kidnapping of the scientists. It is revealed that Morgan and General Sherman are about to sell the extraterrestrial compound to a powerful arms dealer named Amano. While waiting for the online transaction to finish, the three men leave the conference room for a coffee break, giving Who Am I time to sneak in and steal the disk containing the compound information. He also cancels the transaction and sends the money to a children's charity, which infuriates the arms dealer. Once he discovers Morgan's betrayal, Who Am I tries to kill Morgan, but is interrupted by Morgan's hitman. After escaping from the building from a battle with Morgan's hitman, Who Am I regroups, regroups with Christine, who calls for the execution of Plan B to surround the Erasmus Bridge and corner Morgan in cooperation with the Royal Netherlands Marine Corps. Once Christine kicks Morgan and takes him into custody, Who Am I throws the disc off the bridge and tells Christine he will return to Africa. What is the parallel here? You might ask concerning who am I? Please, the title of our topic today. Well, some of us are like Jackie in our Christian work. We have encountered so much misfortune in life, sickness, illnesses that has defied modern medicine and doctors' help, death of loved ones, accident, family uh, failures, business failures, relational failures, demonic entanglements, and what have you. Just like Jackie, we have lost our identity, not just in the physical, but more importantly in the spiritual realm. As Christians like Jackie, we have been given a name, a new name, by self and other people, sometimes multiple names. We have encountered an amnesia as a result of live accidents and forgotten who we are in Christ Jesus. So, what is my message from the movie? Who am I here? I'm here via this media to encourage you today and with you break that back of captivity of Satan forever from where our minds because that's where the battle really is so that you can soar, soar like the eagle that God created you to be and to do in Jesus name Amen you are not there you're not the accident of life or an accident of life this life's misfortunes do not and should not define you your identity is fully loaded and aligned in Christ Jesus. You're going to find these truths that set you free as we do a discovery. I repeat, a discovery of Colossians 3, 1-17 and Revelation 5, 12. In this awesome resurrection Sunday, in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Faith will rise up within you as you break, for, break free from self-incarcerations and you are welcome to freedom in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, who am I in Christ Jesus? In Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 17, the Passion Translation reads, but the first thing we want to answer here is, I am one with Christ. So, who am I? I am, I am one with Christ in glory. And I say, receive that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I read on. Uh, Colossians 3 1 to 17 Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too this is why we have to yearn for all that is above for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power of the place of what all power honor and authority 
Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your hearts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie, the tie to this life. As that's verse 3. And now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. For, and as Christ himself is seen, for who he really is, who you really are, will also be revealed, for you are now one with him in glory. Now, the next question, how the answer to who am I? The next answer, I'm a new creation life in Christ Jesus. Receive that in Jesus' name. Now, verse 15 reads on, says, Live as one who has died to every form of sexual sin and impurity. Live as one who has died to the desires for forbidden things, including the desire for wealth, with the essence of idol worship. When you live in these vices, you ignite the anger of God against those acts of disobedience. Verse 7 to 8 is combined here in the Passion Translation. It reads, That's how you once behaved, characterized by your evil deeds, but now it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. Anger, feats of rage, all forms of hatred, causing filthy speech and lying, lay aside your old Adam self with his masquerading disguise. Verse 10 of Colossians 3 1 to 17 that we've written reads on For you have acquired new creation life, which has continually been renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. And in this new revelation life, your reality, your nationality makes no difference, nor your identity, education. No economic status they matter nothing for it is christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us the next answer to who am i is this i must love god and love another others receive that in jesus name remember the scripture love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and love others as yourself so when you do that you begin to find your identity who am I? Verse 12 says, You are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes a mark of true maturity. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the Anointed One who called you to peace as part of His one body and only be thankful. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom, applying the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all your heart. Verse 17, this is the last part of Colossians 3, 1-17. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, 
and bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Well, we don't get that. Okay, so next we go on. What are the spiritual blessings that need to gain manifestation right here now? And I read Revelation 5.12, drawing again from who am I in Christ Jesus. Everything the Lamb of God has, I have in Christ Jesus. That's what Revelation 5 is going to reflect to us. Now, verse 12. And as I watched, all of them were singing with thunderous voices, What is Christ the Lamb who was slaughtered? To receive great power and might and wealth and wisdom and honor, glory and praise. Receive the seven attributes, spiritual treasures of great power, great might, wealth and wisdom, honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in this Resurrection Sunday, in Jesus' name, Amen. Manifestations are happening right now, as in the spiritual, so also in the physical. Your story has changed. Gain manifestation now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let us read Lester Samuel's three story, stories for your edification and faith to build you up, to do same and even more. Amen. This is from his book, Miracle Dangerous Heaven. Miracles and Deliverance. And this is Lester Samuel. He has passed on to be with the Lord now. I think he's 1999 and this sign shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils is mark 16 17 being read in a full gospel church i can remember seeing the sick prayed for and healed from my earliest childhood yet for some unknown reason i cannot remember having seen a demon possessed person prayed for and delivered in a public meeting if a person became mentally uncontrollable he was usually placed in an insane asylum. Somehow, the ministers of that day saw no relationship with divine healing, mental illness, and domain demon possession. Not having heard a sermon on deliverance of the mentally disturbed, nor receiving any instruction on what to do for a demon possessed person, I was completely uninitiated for such a task. So, let's read Cornelia, the disappearing boy. In Philippines from the Philippines and when I say disappearing boy I mean the young boy just disappears into thin air well let's look at that one of the strangest encounters in my travels in more than 100 countries of the world took place at Knox Memorial Methodist Church in Manila the oldest processing church in the Philippines I was conducting a three-night salvation and healing revival in the prayer line was line one night stood a Methodist pastor, Reverend Roman Quizzle, with a young a youth about 12 years old and his parents. When I approached them for prayer, the pastor said that the boy, Cornelio Closer Jr., was a bad boy in that he disappeared. I thought he meant the boy ran away, so I suggested to the parent that a good pardoning might remedy the matter. The pastor looked bewildered, but suddenly, you do not understand, he said. This boy disappears into thin air and might disappear right now from my hands. Suddenly I felt a cold shield ripple over my whole being. This is Simro, talking Lester, talking. 
By looking directly into the boy's eyes, I could see that he was demon-possessed. I laid my hands upon him and I asked God to break the circuit of evil power so that this demon spirit would, would not be able to re-enter the boy. I prayed for his salvation and for his distressed Roman Catholic parents. The agony of the prayer exhausted me physically, but I knew that God had answered with deliverance. From that moment, Cornelia never disappeared again. A short time later, I was visiting with Pastor Quesel and inquired further about this strange boy. He explained that the child's father was an old friend who had served with him in the United States Navy. Mr. Closer had told the minister that in the past year, his son had mysteriously disappeared and reappeared about a hundred times. He said Cornelia would be sitting in the dining room with the family and simply dissolve into the air within a window or a door moving without a window or a door moving or he would be sitting in the front room with his brothers and sisters playing and suddenly the child would cry Cornelia is gone he could not be found in a house on the street the Reverend Reuben Candelaria then superintendent for the Manila District of the Methodist Church made an appointment with the closer family for us to visit them. Visit them. It was a day of rejoicing. They gave us a fine example of Filipino hospitality, and after refreshments, we settled down to talk to Cornelio about his strange disappearances. Cornelio told us that about a year before this time, he had been walking across a nearby field on his way home from school. He saw a girl about his own size. She wore a white dress and was very beautiful with beautiful long flowing hair around her shoulders. As she approached him, she smiled and said, please go for a walk with me. Cornelio naturally consented. Then when the beautiful girl touched him, to his amazement, both of them became invisible. They could work for many hours, even all night and all day. And not become weary and when she would embrace him again he would return to his normal body Cornelia would vanish from many places sometimes he would disappear from the schoolroom and might reappear in the same spot a few hours later this so upset the teacher and pupils that the principal had Cornelia dismissed from the school he would vanish from his home sometimes in the evenings when the whole family was sitting together behind locked doors. On one occasion, he was playing with the other children in the living room. It was in the evening and the doors and windows of the house were already locked. The gate in the front yard was locked too. The children suddenly cried out, Cornelia is gone. Everyone looked around the room and the rest of the house. They unlocked the doors and locked in the yard and down the street but could not find him. Two nights later, while the family was sitting in the living room at about the same hour, he had disappeared. He reappeared upstairs. When the parents heard someone upstairs, they asked, Who is that? Cornelia answered, It is I. I am now going to bed. The entire family became frantic. Not only were they afraid of what had happened to their little son, but they were afraid to tell the police. They did not want their names in the newspaper or did they want multitudes of curiosity 
seekers crowding around their house to see a strange thing that was happening. I asked Cornelia if he ever felt the body of this little girl. He said yes, she was always cold and never felt warm. I questioned him further if she only enticed him in a sweet way or if she was demanding. He looked at me with with a kind of frightened look and said she would grab him and become very angry, demanding that he obeyed her every wish. Then I asked him where they would go. He said they went to the movie theaters and as no one could see them, they would walk right in without paying. They also sometimes went to restaurants and he said they had visited the Philippines International Fair being in hell in the Luneta. But mostly they love to travel through the woods and take long walks in the country. Mr. Closer, a United States Navy man with a record of 19 years, would verify Cornelia's story when he would reappear and tell his family about going about going to a certain cinema. The father would rush down and see if his story was correct. It was always true. I asked Cornelia what his little this little girl thought thought of his parents, and he said she did not like them because they were against his disappearing. I asked him if if anyone else has seen the girl. He said that he was the only one who could see her and that she was standing near him most of the time. At this point, I drew my chair close to Camille and said, when you look directly at the face of his, this creature, could you not see that she was not a girl at all? He looked surprised because I was the first person who had ever questioned this. He answered, you're right. She's not really a girl at all. I continued, when you looked really close into his, this creature's face, could you not tell that it wasn't even young? Again, he looked surprised and said, yes, she was not young at all. And I said, this, this was an evil spirit to torment and ruin your life. Finally, it would have destroyed your soul in hell. Cornelia said, yes, many times she asked me to go away and never return, but I was afraid to give consent. Then with a radiant smile, they added, I never thought I could be free, and now I'm happy to be delivered. I used to see her all the time, even before she used to touch me and ask me to go away with her. The night you prayed for me, she was standing at the church door begging me to come to her. But I have not seen her since you prayed for me, and I'm glad that God has set me free. I was now going several years since Cornelia was delivered. Today, he's a normal young man. Through this experience, many of his family came to experience many of his uh, came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I realized that to share an accident, incident as incredible as this is to invite many skeptics to doubt. I would find it difficult to believe myself that I had been there and thoroughly authenticated the facts from several reliable force sources. Reverend H.J. Baker, former Formosa veteran missionary to China and the author of several books, became intensely interested in this miracle. He had dealt with demon power for many years in the Orient. When Reverend Baker was traveling from the United States to Formosa, he stopped in the Philippines for a couple of days in order to interview this young man. In company with the Methodist bishop, 
He spent two days thoroughly investigating the veracity of this story. Mr. Baker wrote, There's no question in my mind as to the reality of these affairs you have recorded it. The thinking mind it is a wonderful revelation of the realities of the invisible world, and this healing shows the reality of miracles as in the Bible days. Facts are facts, truth established by sufficient evidence. Cornelia Close Jr. was able to able by spirit spirit power to pass into a state of conscious invisibility, move about independent of material matter, and again return to normal condition. Now, the first testimony that Lester Simro had in casting out demons is this one, learning to cast out devils. In Indonesia, on the island of Java, when I was 21 years of age, I was first confronted with a demon-possessed person. I had recently arrived in the country, and this was my first meeting in Java. As the Javanese congregation sang in a native song tongue, I recognized the melody of some of the songs, but could not understand the words being sung. It was during the very first song that I noticed a girl, 11 or 12 years old, slip off the front bench onto the floor and began writing like a serpent writhing like a serpent. The congregation kept singing and the song leader did not even look toward the girl. It seemed I was the one concerned about her. Green foam began to come from her mouth, covering her chin and upper lip. Still, no one seemed to notice. I presumed that this was something which had happened previously. <coughs> Sorry then. There were five or six hundred people crammed into the meeting hall, and I could hardly believe that no one seemed to pay any attention to the girl on the floor making snake-like motions. She would look up toward the platform, green is silly green, her eyes would dance like demons, and that foul green foam would melt from her mouth. She would move back three or four feet, wriggle around, and move back up toward the platform again. This continued for about 30 minutes, and the girl was simply ignored by the worshippers as they sang and prayed. Within me, a divine urgency was building up to the bursting point. When I was introduced to preach, my interpreter and I walked toward the pulpit, and rather than greeting the people as I had planned, a divine unction poured from my heart. Looking at the little creature, I cried, Get up and sit down. My interpreter was so startled that he did not respond. The girl was illiterate and knew no English. It must have been the spirit within her who understood me. Instead, she wiped the green foot from her mouth with her arm. She climbed up onto the bench where she sat like a mummy, not moving a muscle. For 45 minutes while I preached at the close of my sermon and without praying meditation, I looked at the girl and, and commanded the demon's spirits to come out of her. Then addressing the girl, I said, Be free in Jesus' name. As I spoke, those, that, I spoke that transfixed look left her. The rigidity of her body relaxed. She smiled as the girl become, became normal and looked around. A wave of rejoicing flooded over the congregation. Again, my astounded interpreter had not said a word. It was therefore the spirit who understood what I had said. 
later, I sought to evaluate this new experience. I knew that it had given deliverance to the meetings because when the girl obeyed me and sat on the bench, the entire congregation was brought to a place of readiness to receive the word of God. When I commanded her to be free, it brought a tremendous victory into the meeting. Afterwards, scores of souls had drawn to the front to receive Christ as a servant. I talked to Reverend, Reverend Howard Carter about the incident. We were traveling together, but he was not in this particular meeting with me. He related other instances where he had, been, he had seen spirit cast out of possessed people. This became a topic of discussion for the next several weeks. In Indonesia, there were more witch doctors than medical doctors. Men and women commonly took their domestic problems as well as their health problems to a witch doctor. Causes of black magic were an everyday fact of life. In every village, almost daily, we meet new situations of demon-powered power which have been unknown to us in Christian lands. <clears throat> Another experience in Java. This is a third uh, testimony. A few nights after that first experience, or before I read that, this is enough is enough to captivity of satan and welcome to freedom in christ jesus this attack at a cyber church ministries where we are seeding the nation and god is transforming life through the time timeless truth in his word okay so i'm talking about uh lester simro his the title is who am i and and uh, now we we're talking about the experience of lester simro who displayed who he was in Christ Jesus. So the second testimony, another experience in Java. A few nights after that first experience, I was preaching in another village on the island of Java. Again, the mission hall was packed to capacity and every chair had been put down, put down the aisles. As I entered the front door and began to walk down the crowded aisle, I felt a gentle tug at my sleeve. I stopped and looked down into the grinning face of a woman who says, sir, you have a little black angel in you, and I have a white angel in me. My immediate thought was to smile and walk away, but something within me revolted. I turned to her quickly and said, that's a lie. I have a white spirit within me, the spirit of Jesus Christ, and you have the devil's spirit within you, which is, a black, and, which is black and dark. Then, addressing the demon spirit, I spoke firmly. I commanded to come out of her. As I said this, I laid my hands upon the woman's head. Her eyes glared strangely. Her face contorted, and suddenly she was released. Everything in the building could feel. Everyone in the building could feel the deliverance of the woman as they saw her encounters change. Rather than continuing to the front of the church, I asked the woman through my interpreter, how long have you been pound, bound by the devil? She said, 15 years ago, I went to a witch doctor and the evil spirit has been in me from that day to this, but I am free of it right now. This seemed a strange confrontation with the devil. I was just walking in the door of this church where I had never been before when I met this situation. Yet, I felt if I ignored it, I would be defeated in my preaching. I knew this spirit will reach up against me again during the sermon and that the only means of victory was to face it and win a spiritual battle. I did not have time to consider whether I was capable 
exercising, exercising the demon. I did not have time to think if it was the right thing to do. I did not have opportunity to consult with anyone as to what was wrong with the woman. She did not seem to be out of order in any way. It simply seemed that there was a battle that was inevitable to be fought on that battleground. And I knew there would be no victory for the Church of Christ, the cause of Christ, unless I was willing to do battle. The wonderful thing is that it brought tremendous release of spiritual blessing to the whole meeting. When the people saw that a visiting minister was not afraid of the evil, it brought great faith and victory to the entire assembly. Many were set free from a demon power before the night was over. Our Catherine and I ministered for three months throughout the island of Java and we had several more encounters with demon spirits. The greatest thing I learned was that it was not me personally in the conflict, but it was Christ within me, as it was not the possession possessed person with whom I battle, but the devil within them. I discovered there was no reason for fear because God never loses a battle. I found that true, though the possessed might scream and tear themselves, they did not seek to harm me or touch me. In most cases, the demons wanted to run away and not confront me at all. My authority for exorcism was found in the word of God. The great commission of our Lord and Savior Jesus uh, Savior commanded his disciples including those in the church today to cast out devils in Mark 16, 15, 17. This became my Gibraltar of spiritual strength. From these early experiences in the Orient, which I believe came providentially, I discovered that when I faced a deep problem and the kingdom of God was challenged, God always came through and performed mighty miracles, set the captive free from Jesus' power. I'm going to pray. I'll do a short prayer for self-deliverance. You can do this wherever you are. Lord Jesus Christ, you repeat after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. You redeemed me by your blood and I belong to you. All my sins, known and unknown, I am sorry for them all. I renounce them all. I forgive all others as I want you to forgive me. Forgive me now and cleanse me with your blood. I thank you for the blessed, blessed blood of Jesus Christ which cleanses me now from all sin. And I come to you now as my deliverer. You know my special needs, the things that binds that torments and that defiles that evil spirit, that unclean spirit. I claim the promise of our of the of your word. Whatsoever that call it on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I call upon your name in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. Deliver me and set me free. Satan, I renounce you now and all your works. I lose myself from you in the name of of Jesus Christ, Amen. Let it come from your heart and see the salvation of God. Are you sick or needing deliverance or healing or restoration? For those who are sick or unwell in whatever shape or form, 
or needing deliverance or restoration kindly touch the dot on this content you're reading right now or just connect by first fist well what is faith faith is seeing the precise positive outcome of your current situation knowing that jesus has made done his part more than two thousand years ago to secure your healing and deliverance restoration as a down payment trusting that that down payment is available to you to draw from like a positive balance in your checking account with the bank no question asked as we agree with you and pronounce be healed in the name of jesus christ amen by the authority you have given unto them and unto me i exercise that authority now in faith with their anger against the enemy and hunger to get what you have freely given unto them all i cause every illness every disease be cancer covid 19 be spirits of infirmities be it demonic possessions or depressions be it the spirit of poverty setback brutally fulfillment of what god has already determined and is unreleased we come against them normally we bind them we cast them out them to their roots and we cast them out by authority in the name of jesus christ amen we call for a release of healing deliverance and restoration into their lives and into my life in the mighty name of jesus christ amen thank you lord for testimonies that are binding to your glory and honor and adoration thank you for souls that are being added to your kingdom so result of this message the miracles that are uh, that we are already seeing right now i rejoice now touch this board highlight as a point of contact and confess with your mouth i am healed i am delivered i am restored in my spirit soul and body and all around me in the name of jesus christ amen now begin to do what you could not do before and begin to confess on until full healing deliverance and restoration becomes a fruit in your life in jesus name and take on to stay hungry for all of god stay angry and take and take the back all that the enemy has put held back in jesus name satisfy to the healing of god's glory to god for god's glory and to the shame of the enemy send us an email or whatsapp as if you still need us to connect at a connect on our website share wine this is ambassador monday over job or where and this attack at cyber church ministries we have all our contacts there on our website you can reach us by email info attack us mobile is one two four two four zero six two three five one five three zero in nigeria you already have it or eight oh three two eight three five three four eight australia is six one three plus six one three eight uh, 8609-6917 UK is plus 442035194555 US again is 1302268 USA again 3027727022 so let us pray now Father God we thank you for the opportunity to come to the end of this session Lord bless Lord, restore, Lord, heal, Lord, deliver everyone that is connected, either by audio, video, even listening to this right now. Let it be greater exploit for your own glory and to the shame of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for answer prayer in Jesus' name.
Amen and Amen.